So, um, welcome. Welcome. Uh, I'm Caroline, and uh, very pleased to be with you for these few days of this work retreat. And some of you I know, at least I've met you before, <laughs> and some of you are new, so new to me and new to Gaia House and new to Silent Retreat. So special welcome to you and really hope that um, you'll quickly be able to feel or maybe you already feel really welcome here. Uh, such a, um, there's a place in a way I feel it belongs to everybody. And so let it be your place if you want. Um, place many of us has been coming back to again and again. Um, place where you know we can find find a lot that's very nourishing for us in a very in a very deep in a very wholesome kind of way. So really hope that can be true for all of us during these days that we really let this retreat be. Uh, the retreat that we need. I often feel like there's something about coming in with a kind of openness or receptivity to receive what we need. And we may not really know what that is, and that's fine, but there's a, a kind of openness or a kind of, hmm, kind of readiness to receive that I think is is really um, can help us to um, you know finding finding is sometimes isn't it we're scurrying around trying to you know get <laughs> like what have we come here to get um, and sometimes that sense of expectation and you know we hope maybe we'll get some calm that would be great you know and may, maybe, maybe, maybe you will. <laughs> and it's and and it's it's like this difference between maybe having a, an intention and an expectation. Like that's quite interesting to look at the difference there. And, and and at the beginning of the retreat, quite often, you know, it can be really helpful to, to is there is there any intention that I really want to lift up for myself this time? You know, there may be things suggested by the teachings and we've come because we want to you know be mindful or something but sometimes it can be helpful to check and see you know what is there anything that really comes from our heart that oh you know and and we might not know it might take us a little while of being here before we realize oh actually oh yeah i really want to mm. so again a kind of openness to see what is it that really is drawing me? What, what is it I'm really interested in here? Also, you know, it can be helpful. I, in a personal retreat I did recently, at some point in the first 24 hours or so, I got these two really clear intentions, and it was so helpful. And then I kind of it kind of held me, in a way, for the rest of the retreat. And they were very simple. One was to explore loving-kindness practice. And the other was to try to be mindful while I was walking around. 
pretty sort of basic, you could say. But actually, really kind of specific enough, but kind of open as well. Yeah, so it can be really helpful because I think it, it, it's a sense of direction or a sense of focus and we can kind of come back to and we get a bit lost or we can we can um, feel the, the goodness of an intention, you know, feel the kind of, oh, the support of that, isn't it? Because often we come, and you know, on retreat and we, we feel that sense of how we're washed around in our life, aren't we? We're sort of pulled and pushed by inner forces and outer circumstance and you know impulsivity and confusion (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has this but from time to time anyway and how being able to have this very simple clear intention oh okay feel my feet on the floor yeah you know you know things are going like this and you know I don't know and it's all but actually I can I can feel my feet on the ground oh phew (laughs) and I think again and again that that the simplicity of this is is so powerful and of course as many of you know if you've ever ever tried to practice any kind of meditation simple does not mean easy (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's easy, but, you know, again, at times it can feel like, you know, our feet can be like a foreign country, you know, I just don't, oh, where are they, you know, how do I get there? <laughs> I don't know, you know, it, it's, and that to begin to come come into the retreat and, and really inviting yourself to, I think for me, coming into a retreat, a retreat often feels like, oh, beginning to come into a place where I begin to remember the most obvious things <laughs> that you think, how can I have forgotten? Or I thought I was practicing, and then we come and we go, oh, 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 it's about this. <laughs> it's about being right here, no, right now. It's not just about that, but that's a really big piece of it, isn't it? And how just the, the forces of conditioning, again, both from, our own, from within our own mind and heart and from all of the world around us, it feels like sometimes, is, is, is really not supportive of that, is it? Of being here and now. Well, you know, we might find that external conditions are very supportive. Yes, you know, and then our mind is going, let's get out of here, you know, and it's off. Or, you know, the mind is like, we're quite, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, and then, you know, life comes at us with 59 things to do, and I don't know. So not so simple sometimes, not so not so easy. So on retreat, maybe, we're strengthening our capacity to... Um, to be present, to show up for our life, to not miss our life. I know. I don't know. Sometimes it, yeah, I have that sense. It's so sad, isn't it? You realise how much you're not really living fully. You know. And and I think like coming on a retreat, it's kind of saying, yeah, you know, let's. 
or, or, or find out whether that, you know, what is it for you? Like, is, is there, you know, it might not be that. It might be something else about peace or, you know, finding, finding release from suffering or maybe all of that different times. That you come to retreat and maybe you, you remember. Maybe you remember, oh, there's something... Almost like we know that what we're really looking for is right, it's right here. It's so available. Oh, so, and then we just, we have this, in a way, we're just encouraging ourselves to come home, to come home, to, to recognize that at some, some, some level we, we're already here. You know, we already, in a way, have what we need. And it's the forgetting, and and I so interesting in any retreat, but that maybe especially with a work retreat, when you know there's more activity and more opportunities for seeing, you know, the range of different ways that we tend to get lost. I mean, we all have our specialities, you know, and then some in common, I'm sure, and some, and getting to know what those are, and and being able to meet them with a lot of compassion and a lot of humor sometimes I think is helpful and knowing that there's, there's like <clears throat> the, the most important part of a meditation we'll, we'll do some meditation um, I won't talk for too long this evening is, is the point really where you realize you're lost isn't it because, because <laughs> right there again there you are thinking or daydreaming or whatever it is and if we can begin to gather ourselves up in that it, with real kindness with with a lack of judgment with oh you know oh yeah and being able to unhook from the judgment the rejection of our experience which i think is so isn't it so common when when, when we don't like it in some way to be able to just come back to what we're doing, come back to our kind intention, come back to the intention to be present, come back to our work. And, and right there, there's a sense that we can um, sometimes just a very simple, immediate shift that we just have to do again and again and again. And then we, we strengthen that. But each time, each time we remember it's like that's it, that's it. We're ah. Oh. There isn't anything anywhere else. <laughs> In a way, is it? Is it's, it's it, and it's that catching that sense of leaning forward or trying to get away from, isn't it? That oh, where do I think? You know, there is. <laughs> Uh, isn't it? Because you know, when you're there, you, it's actually always here. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, it's like you begin to see. You know, if only I was here, or this was different, or I had that, or this was sorted out, then. And what we can what we can find in meditation practice, I think, is we begin to see through the, the sort of delusion in that, and the kind of way we keep 
postponing our happiness and making it somewhere else. And, you know, we just never quite qualify, do we? (laughs) Never quite tickle the boxes. And it it, it feels so important to me, I guess I see this in my own practice, that, that it's about who we are right now, so as you are, and as you are throughout the whole of this retreat, sitting, walking, however you feel, it's like, that's the practice. That's it. Can we be present for ourselves? Can we be present for our experience? Be present for the immediacy of another person, just as they are. You know? Be present with the task and see, is there a way of relating to life where we can actually begin to let go of that, that extra bit that the Buddha was kind of really particularly concerned that we try to understand and address in the middle of everything is the dukkha, the, the friction, the not quite, or the extremely no way, you know. This relationship of, of, of stress and struggle that we can find, isn't it? Even when you're really happy, sometimes you look and you realize, well, you know, it could be a bit better, or, well, it's not going to last, or, oh, but somebody else has got a bit more, or it doesn't fit the image of how we're supposed to be, or, you know, so even when it's lovely, and of course when it's neutral, then it's, then it's boring. Well, surely something should be more interesting than this. I mean, this is just, you know, okay. <laughs> right there, we just, like, skip over a huge kind of part of our life and also incredible richness there of, Oh, ordinariness. Oh, no, sound, it can begin to sound really lovely somehow, kind of coming to earth. And then the, the unpleasant. And how we can really begin to see that that is a real invitation for compassion, for cl- clarity, like, what is it I think there shouldn't be anything unpleasant in life oh really (laughs) is that is that you know so you see the view you expose the view and yet you also understand it's kind of the way human beings are kind of wired it seems a bit unfair really that we have this you know uh, what is it Um, velcro for unpleasant and teflon for pleasant you know the, the we're not always so um, many of us able to kind of really take in the, the, the pleasant, the goodness in life, but we, we kind of get all very, very stick, st- 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 sticked up, stuck, you know, stuff, like this image of stuff st- sticking all over you like, like Velcro. So you're dragging around this sort of heavy weight of what's difficult and what's wrong. And, oh, the heaviness. And through this incredibly simple but yeah, not always easy practice of mindfulness that we'll be doing here as we work, as we eat, as we're together in the hall, <clears throat> S- 
See what it's like to actually give your life. Give your life to that. Let your life actually rest in being here. And I that just if you can and just get a sense of that, that the possibility of that we don't have to hold ourselves up. We can through sitting, letting our body rest on the earth, letting the mind begin to rest into the body. There's a real um, possibility there of in a very different way of being in the world, you know, where maybe we taste that at times, we get glimpses of that, we know that at times, where we're just really present, we're here, we're open, we're not um, caught up in our thought worlds, we're not caught up in, in our fantasy. So now I don't know how... You know, sometimes I think when you arrive on a retreat, you have lots of sort of images and things that you, you know, from what you did earlier today or the journey or last week and and often how that comes up in retreat. And, you know, often that's where we we realise that we live in, in this sort of virtual reality about, you know, what we think about everything. You know, it's like amazing, isn't it? It's the mind's capacity to sort of generate, you know, endless, endless, you know, thoughts and opinions. So to be able to strengthen this kind of awareness and this groundedness where we can really see that happening and and just practice again and again that, that unhooking and that kind of, well, what is really going on here then? <laughs> if it's not what I think. And bringing that aliveness of that inquiry and that investigation, that interest and that curiosity to every moment. And again, this is, I think, the real potential of a retreat, isn't it? We actually have time. You know, even with the tasks, they're relatively simple, hopefully. (laughs) And you don't have to rush. You just get done what you get done. And so you can really give yourself to this moment-to-moment uh, resting, opening, yeah, whatever, picking up whatever kind of words or invitations kind of resonate with you. So we're cultivating the path, we're cultivating maybe a way of being, a way of, of orientating ourselves that, that can really again be, be a guide, be a, be a refuge in, in what can be incredibly confusing life. You know, maybe many different traditions, psychological, spiritual, religious traditions, we can find these great, um, you know, um, uh, signposts or or, or um, mm, encouragements that they're actually sane and, and kind of we we can we can trust them in a way. So the. One of the one of the great um, offerings of the, of the Buddha is this sense of the, the threefold teaching of sila samadhi panya that that the sila the ethical sensitivity 
which I'll, I'll say a bit more about, but that we actually have a kind of natural, innate sensitivity, I would say. Again, this is something for you to explore for yourself. That when we allow ourselves through, my, through, through mindfulness, through awareness, through steadiness, we know we have this sort of natural sense of what is for our well-being, for the well-being of others. And I know that's, that's so interesting to me that it, it kind of seems to come come forth but that also that sila that interest in a kind of ethically sensitive relationship with the world where where, where we, we can live more and more without a sense of going against ourselves and regret and um, you know not not heeding our own sort of conscience or our own you know wisdom that the more we can do that there's a sense of the being relaxes and knowing knowing our goodness which I think is for some of us like our sealer is really lovely and shiny and we don't think it is <laughs> because of that thing we did last week we were so grumpy with that person <laughs> and again you know we tend to dwell on perhaps the, the, the not so skillful so the encouragement while we're here as well as following the precepts and and that that training which in which we offer each other a place of safety we also can appreciate our goodness and the the the, the loveliness that's there in 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 past and present intention that's really really supportive and encouraging and um yeah why is that so hard to um acknowledge and to really, to really let that be a kind of uplifting thing. Not a kind of, oh, I'm so great type thing, but more like, yeah, that's something that can help us to open and be present rather than hiding because, oh, well, I'm not very, you know, I'm not a very good person really, so I better be small. So acknowledging, recollecting our goodness. So here on, on the retreat, we have these, this retreat form. And so just, just fairly briefly, um, I think it's especially for the, for the new people. This particular kind of Gaia House situation and retreat form that we have here, which is only one of many, but has some um, particular aspects to it that... Um, that important to kind of bring out and the ethical sensitivity is one of them and I don't know if you I mean those of us perhaps who know this place already have this hopefully this sense that this this place is when it's when it's working well for us and we connect with it it's like a it's like a community booster it's like a community uh, of care and intention that is so supportive and that that I think that's something that not just that you're receiving that but also you're offering that so by showing up in the hall you know by being mindful you know attending to you know attending to your job and all of the all of the just being here being in the bedroom and you know, padding around a bit and not being too long in the bathroom or, you know, 
all the little ways that we can just, without sort of getting into busyness interaction, we can really feel and know and share that sense that we are in this together. We're very much in this together. And, and I think that that's true for humanity and beings on the planet as a whole, but we don't always recognise that. It is such a strong tendency to isolation in different ways. So I think one of the wonderful opportunities here is that we, in the silence, can actually feel a sense of connection with each other through that friendliness, through that sense of kind of some shared intention. Where we, can, it's almost like it becomes clearer because we're not kind of clogging it up with lots of interaction and talking and, and all of the kind of complexity around it. We can almost relate more simply to each other and see each other in, in a more direct, kind of simple way. And I think that can build a sense of profound care for the other and also a profound sense of connectedness and belonging that doesn't depend on me knowing you and you being my friend you know in that, on that in that way and I, I i don't know i i feel like the whole of guy house everybody who comes here and all the people who are here now another retreat and the personal and work retreatants and the coordinators and the animals and the work retreatants and um the trustees and the staff it's it's a very um it's it's an amazing kind of system where people are all supporting each other in many different ways and right in the middle of that is this is this possibility of joining in a very in a in a in a in a in a, in a, a dedication which is very much you know your own for each individual for me it feels like to um, be part of something that is a gift to the world. That you, with your presence here, your practice and your work, you're contributing to something that is of positive effect in the world. <sighs> this is hugely important to me somehow because in our own little individual thing, we feel, oh, what can I do and all of this? It's in our belonging, I think, when the things and groups and the, the things we belong to where we can really feel that we're part of something which can have a positive effect in the world through us and through others. So I wanted to read you... You can see it. Well, I, I found a, a very... I feel it's a very beautiful um, <clears throat> um, description of the five precepts, which did you... Did Emma... Did Emma read those? Did she read the precepts, the five training guidelines? She did, okay. Well, forgive me if you aren't hearing them again. I just, I feel like this is something that's not always spoken enough of. So partly I I like to emphasize it, partly for the retreat, but also I feel like it's such a powerful um, practice for our life as a kind of support, both as a reflection and, and as a kind of inspiration. So this is a, a woman called Stephanie Kaza from Green Gulch Farm, which is a, a Zen center in the States. And she, she put these training, training precepts in this way. She says, Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, 
I undertake the training to protect life. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to take only what is freely given to me. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect relationships and to avoid sexual misconduct. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to speak truthfully and kindly. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect the clarity of my mind through avoiding intoxicants. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. How would we live if we really remembered and knew that So maybe in a a place like this and a retreat like this we can allow some of these these seeds to um, and to be planted in our heart and and then through the gentleness and the kindness and the attentiveness they can be watered and they can grow naturally. So we have the silence here to support us. And for those of you who are new to silence, and even for those of us who aren't, a real encouragement to, to enjoy, to explore, and to protect. Because this is a rare thing in our world, isn't it? A rare thing for us to have the opportunity. And while there's bits of talking around the work, just really allowing the the silence to be supporting you. I sometimes feel like it's like we, we, we have to keep learning and relearning how the silence can be our friend because sometimes it can feel a bit oppressive or, oh dear, or, you know, we think various things about it or in it. And just to, again, distinct, gentle encouragement to let that really be something very, very supportive and also very, of a profound exploration in its own right, potentially. And lastly, the element of simplicity. That to really, really allow yourself to... um, let go of the need to, you know, be busy, you know, and you can get busy, quick, got to go and have a cup of tea, only got five minutes, okay, right, <laughs> it can pop up in all sorts of ways, got to get busy, you know, I'm weeding, and look, if I go a bit faster, I'll just get to the end of that bit, you know, just to simplify, simplify this weed. 
Yeah, you know, again, and and just really letting yourself rest in each step and giving yourself permission to not have to be doing and going and knowing exactly and taking time to pause and, hmm, do I need a cup of tea or should I go for a walk? And taking time to actually, hmm, oh, I think I'll just sit here a bit more, yeah? So the encouragement to simplify, and particularly if you have a mobile phone, please do turn it off and bury it in your bag, and if it's still too tempting, then you can give it to myself or the coordinators. And really give yourself the time to be here and explore and uh, find out what you can through really giving, giving yourself fully to being here. Okay, so that's that's a lot. Thank you for listening. I know you've been sitting there for a while now. So Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.